demanded an urgent and horrifying news story. Now, I don't know if this is the kind of hard-hitting news you're used to. Got some good news and I got some bad news. Now this could be the big story of the summer. Network is going to be wanting plenty of coverage. What do you mean, silly? I mean, that, that's real news. The Zach Wilson job or era for the Jets looks like it's coming to an end. The Jets gave him the okay to seek a trade. And just like that, the number two pick in the 2021 draft will be moving on from the New York Jets. And before you even think it, don't, don't, stop it. Don't, don't put it out in the world. Don't put that evil out in the world. No. No, Angel. No Zach Wilson to Denver. No way. Or, or, no, maybe? I, what? Maybe he needs a May- more serious veteran type of coach. May- maybe? Maybe he needs a second chance. Ugh, that's I mean, Jet Green doesn't really look good on anybody. So no, it doesn't. But up. I just man, I, I was so shocked that the Jets honestly went with him at number two. But, I mean, but did you see his sixty-yard throw at Pro Day in shorts? Yeah, that was pretty impressive. That blew people away. Um, what did he do this year? You know, he had to have some. Did he have a? He had a good game against Houston. Three, he threw for 300 yards in that game and two touchdowns. Give me that. Sign me up for that. I'll take that. He had 263 yards, no touchdowns against the Raiders in the 16-12 game. He had 263 yards, no touchdowns, no picks against the Chargers, but lost 27-6. Is he salvageable? Is Zach Wilson salvageable at this point? Mentally or physically? Both. Okay. Maybe. I think he has talent. I don't know if I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't a huge fan of him out of college. So that type of the type of game he plays, it reminds me a little bit of that Johnny Menzel ish type of game. I don't yeah. know if it fits in the NFL. I just don't see it. I don't see it. So hopefully the Broncos just stay away from that. Flying Dutchman says I favor Zach Wilson to the Miami Dolphins as a backup. Would you like to have him as a backup? I don't. I, then I get worried about the mental side because <laughs> he's been a backup all of my. Oh, year. you think he still w- thinks he can really go yes. be a starter? Hmm. How about the uh, NFL survey that came out? I wanted to get your thoughts on this report cards. Yeah, the report cards. Whatever. More than seventeen hundred play, uh, players. This is up from last year's thirteen hundred participated in the survey between August and November, which was released by the NFLPA on Wednesday. Players were asked to grade their teams on a wide variety of subjects, ranging from teams' facilities to coaching staffs to owners. So this was the players from their own team putting a survey about their own team. Kansas City Chiefs were the second lowest grade team, graded team in the NFL, ahead of the Washington Commanders. How? How? Make that make sense to me. The two top teams overall were uh, the Dolphins and the Vikings. How how are the Chiefs that bad? I mean, Andy Reid ranked first overall among 32 teams in the head coach category. But the rest was not good. Chiefs owner Clark Hunt ranked last out of 32 team owners. 
Those grades were based on what players perceived as a willingness to invest in the team's facilities. So are the facilities bad there? I mean, that's what. How, what's the investment? Is it, hey, our equipment's not clean, or it's all... They have a know, small weight a room. protein shake bottle on the ground, no one picked it up, and that ruined my day. The Chiefs ranked 26th in food... In the food cafeteria category, 31st in the nutritionist category, 31st in training room, and 32nd in training staff. That's not great. It's weird to me. Um, They're winning, though. Is this a good idea by the NFL, PA, to do this? I like it. I think as fans, we get, you know, we're fans of your team, but I wonder how they're really operating things over there. How are they treating the guys? And then for the players, it's, ah, I'm a free agent. I'm going to look around and, oh, training staff's not great. I got I got a history of injuries. I want to make sure I'm taken care of. Food's not really good. It's Kansas City. How do you not have good food? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's weird to me. It's very strange. All the Bengals are only getting three meals a day once a week. You're NFL players. You can't afford food. I didn't even know they gave meals. Yeah. I didn't even really know that was are a thing. Are you there all day? You need They're breakfast, probably there lunch, a dinner. lot, but well, I, I I just assumed there was a cafeteria and they had to pay for it. I don't know. I guess I guess it makes sense. Somebody, uh, tell me about the Kansas City Chiefs super fan. Oh yeah, we have an update on him. The uh, Chief Chiefsaholic, yeah. Uh, notorious Chief super fan has pleaded guilty to bank robbery, money laundering, and transporting stolen property across state lines. Uh, this coming from NBC. He faces up to 50 years in prison when he is sentenced and is required to pay $532,000 in restitution. He will also forfeit an autographed painting of Patrick Mahomes. Wow. It's a bad day to be the wolf guy that he was. How does the painting get involved in that? That's what I don't understand. He bought it at an auction. Is that his most valuable piece of property? It's an autographed painting of Mahomes that he purchased at a charity auction. Why are they making him get rid of that? Did he write it off on his taxes or something? I don't know. He's facing, what is it, how many years in prison? 50. Whew. Yikes. They said uh, the U.S. US attorney, Teresa Moore, said his violent crime spree across the Midwest and beyond traumatized bank employees and victimized financial institutions in seven states. So what was he doing? He was just robbing, was he robbing banks? Yeah, he was wearing his Chiefs fan outfit. Who robs? Do, we, do people still rob banks? Is that still a thing? Walk in, hey, this is a holdup. Give me all the money. Is it like the Old West now? You know, empty, the, empty that right it's now. Sir, all of our money's digital now. Right. Like, it's all numbers on a screen. We don't have a big vault back there with old guy sitting in a chair whistling. Yeah. <laughs> Keys hanging on his hip. Make sure he falls asleep. Do they have? They got to have some cash in front, right? Because if you go in to get I don't cash, think it's a ton of cash. But hmm. just, is, you don't hear about bank robberies anymore. Is this a sign that the end times are coming for the Chiefs? Because of this Your guy, super fan got arrested and he's going to be in jail for a while. It, it, it just is weird that they said you're going to pay the fine and restitution and forfeit any property gained through this crime. So he must have bought that painting. With the money he stole from the bank. Yeah, How was, do they know that for sure? Was it marked? I mean, it's probably an expensive painting. Yeah. Probably. What's his, what's his income look like? Are they retiring? Do, do, do the Chiefs still do the wolf thing? 
Is somebody going to bring that up? More. Bring that back? Like if the barrel, God rest his soul, the barrel man. We love the, I, I met the barrel man. He was awesome uh, for the Broncos. Dude would just wear nothing and a, put a barrel over it, Angel, just so you know. He was a super fan. If he would have robbed some banks, would it have been, would people have wanted, well, I guess he died, so they didn't, they still haven't brought back the barrel man. You have to repossess your barrel, sir. <laughs> no, please leave it on. Please leave the barrel on. Uh, let's read a couple of not, a text here. It's all on the Russ stuff. You guys really want to stay on this stuff. The Russ thing is just, this is a big topic of discussion, Angel. Everybody wants to talk about Russ. And I, I get it. It is a huge one. Um, I see some mock drafts showing the Broncos trading the future to move up to draft a quarterback. I think they should stop stockpiling picks and solidifying both lines. I'm not sure current leadership has the patience. Super Bowl champions take time to build. Mm, you got to have a quarterback. You got to have a quarterback. It just doesn't matter. The Broncos' O-line was the old the O-line was better last year. But better in run blocking. Run blocking. Yeah, pass blocking. Yeah, come on. McGlinchey's not going to be that bad again, is he? I don't I don't know, but no, I'm I'm saying it's you got to go quarterback. Whether it's J.J. McCarthy at 12 or you are getting aggressive to move up. No. Uh, let's see. Until Russ... Let's, oh, where'd it go? Where'd it go, Angel? Until Russ got to Denver, I didn't realize how polarizing he is. I'm glad the, the Broncos are moving on. I didn't realize that either, did you? Did you think Russ was as... Russy as he is, as, he is as, as, we've, as we've come to learn in Denver? No, I don't think I saw a ton of... His extra stuff going I, on. I, I saw just, him. He was Seattle's quarterback, and he was he was good. He was good. Yes, he. I saw him do like a funny video. He dressed up as Pete Carroll for Halloween. And that was funny, and I was like, "Oh, it's kind of cool to see Russ's personality come out." You don't really hear much about Russ. He does ads and stuff, but you don't see him in a lot of things. I I didn't, you know, on social media or whatever. And then he became a Bronco, and I, I guess I never followed him. So then I started following him, and I'm like, "Oh, he does a lot of interesting things." Yeah, I, I didn't realize it either. Um, texter, Dixon texting in. Russ is going to come out of all this winning. He played it and is still playing right. The Bears, the Broncos come out of this looking kind of shady. Is there a hero or villain in this story or is it just two? Two villains? Yeah. I don't think Russ is going to come out of this winning. Because what happened last year during the Hackett time doesn't go away. You can't if you're if you're a general manager of a team and you're seriously considering all right if they release Russ we can bring him on the guy that uh, wanted the office right he has his own quarterback coach on staff he has to have that he's going to want that um the guy that did the weird high knees thing you know all those things are still with him so he's not going to come out of this winning the Broncos will hang on to him by the way I believe for as long as possible well how much of that was just Hackett. And him being a rookie head coach. That's what Russ wants, though. Hackett was just the one dumb enough to give it to him. Russ probably asked for those things in Seattle. Part of the reason they had a falling out. Um, I'm wondering in what world would any person would agree to waive or push back something that guaranteed them $40 million if something bad happens to them? I don't know. I I don't know. I, I, I again. I think you're you're barking up the wrong tree there because I don't disagree that with Russell Wilson for saying no. 
But I don't disagree for asking. It's like, like I joked yesterday, Angel. To have a million dollars. Brady, you're an idiot. First off, does Angel have a million dollars? I don't know. Maybe. Um, the, answer is no. the answer is no. Okay. Legally. Brady, you're an idiot. The chances of him having a million dollars and actually giving it to you are awful. That's a stupid question. Yeah, but on the 0.001% chance that you have it and you'd be willing to give it to me, I wouldn't have known if I didn't ask. I, I, I don't fault the Broncos for asking. The way they did it, when they did it, is probably an issue. But I don't think it makes them... I think what Russ is trying to do is tarnish the Broncos a bit here. I think he's trying to make George Payton look bad. I think he doesn't mind making Sean Payton look bad. Which is also why I think his little podcast with Brandon Marshall was so weird. He's either playing a game or he's tone deaf. Which one do you want on your team? The tone deaf guy that doesn't understand the severity of the situation? He thinks he can just go right back and compartmentalize. Dude, you are dragging the franchise uh, behind the bus, man. Not You're just dragging them. You're just destroying their image. And you think you can go back and play? No way. So either you're tone deaf or you're playing a game. And that's devious. Is there hope that he can repair it with an improved season? No. But like him going somewhere else, he could improve his, his legacy. Well, what works better for him, risking it with another team or trying to make amends in Denver? Before he did the podcast, try to make amends in Denver. But now he's reopening this thing. Like, give it, it, it went away. We're I not even about, talking is about it, it. Is it a sympathy thing? He wants people to feel sorry for him. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's Absolutely. His, him and his agent working together say, hey, if you don't make this right, Broncos, we're going to keep doing this. What Dixon is texting right now, who, who I don't think he had nice things to say about Russ before, is exactly, exactly what Russell Wilson wants. You're eating out of the palm of his hand, Dixon. This is what Russ wants. I want you to sympathize with me. I want you to think that I'm the one coming out of this just perfect. Even though my antics got Nathaniel Hackett fired. Now Hackett's not good. We're learning more and more about that, obviously, with his time with the Jets. But this is what Russ wants. I want you to think Broncos bad, Peyton's bad, me good. But we're all forget. See, I, Angel, I can't stress this enough. I bring logic to the airwaves. That's what I do. Last year, when all the media and all the fans were annoyed with Russell Wilson's Wolverine blood and airplane workouts and subway videos, I said, oh, come on. That's not the worst thing in the world. The Broncos country lets rise. That's the worst thing in the world. But now those same people have forgotten all that stuff that they were so mad about. And now it's the Broncos around. And I'm like, wait a second. There is truth in the in the middle here. Russ is a distraction who is not good enough, is not worth it anymore. He's a distraction. He's a different human being. Not a bad guy. He's not. A, I don't think he's a bad guy. I do think he's trying to get sympathy, though. And maybe that's a bad thing. But I don't think he's a bad dude. But he's interesting. He's not easy to talk to. Marshawn Lynch's podcast was, to me... Way more influential than what Russ is going on and doing. Marshawn said, hey, my quarterback's cell phone number. How does that happen? So, Dixon, you're saying, in what world would a player accept this contract? Okay, I agree with you. But in what world does your starting quarterback, your franchise quarterback, not have a way to communicate with your franchise running back, who you utilize so much in the run and the passing game? 
In what world does that make sense? So this, this whole idea that he's coming out of this clean, Seattle days and now the Denver days are right there. He did weird things when he was with Denver. He did weird things when he was with Seattle. He doesn't just walk out of this like, oh, Russ got screwed over. If it wasn't for this terrible organization, Russ would be just as good as he was four years ago. No, is anybody does anybody really believe that? It's just it's weird because I think a lot of the stuff from a year ago with the videos and all that, I think that was more social media driven and ah, look at this goofy guy and let's make fun of him because the Broncos haven't been good in a while and it's easy. But then it's oh they got Sean Payton and we're we're kind of excited about that. And then it's okay, let's see what he can do with Russ. And Russ had a better year when you compare it to the year before. But now you're in this weird spot where it's okay, I like what Russ did. I don't know if I really like what the organization was doing. Yeah, and I, obviously they thought highly enough of him to give him the contract. In George the first place. did, yeah, yeah. Which I don't think Sean Payton would have ever gone for that if he was here instead of Hackett at that point. There's no way because Russ uh, uh, ha- uh, Payton described his perfect quarterback the other day, and it's basically the opposite of Russ. Like he's going, he's giving all these details about what he's looking for in a quarterback, and it's the opposite of Russ. So he wouldn't have gone for it. Uh, texter here, another concern should should be why is management doing this halfway through the season when they still had a legit shot at making the playoffs? Yeah, true, but it's what I said at the beginning, Angel. They were tanking. They wanted to tank. It made no sense to go to the playoffs with Russell Wilson because that's not the long-term plan. All you're going to do is confuse the situation more. They were tanking. They were ready to tank. And they were ready to be done with Russ. 23 minutes after the hour, let's take a quick break. I'm going to have Mark Johnson join us at the bottom of the hour. Big one tonight for the Colorado Buffaloes. They get they host Cal. And can they keep winning? They've won two in a row. They need to win a lot of basketball games here. They do, There's a chance. There's a chance this team goes dancing. We'll talk to Mark about that coming up soon. It's the whole show powered by Chevron. We're on Northern Colorado's Voice 103.1 at 1310 KFKA. Speed with the Rams with the Isaiah Stevens Show on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. This is Kato June, All-Pro linebacker, Super Bowl champion. You're listening to 1310 KFKA. Steamway, Florida ceiling, family-owned. For over 35 years, check their website out, steamwayfloridaceiling.com. Or better yet, stop by 602 8th Avenue. They got a 4,000 square foot showroom that uh, you you just, you got to see it to believe it. It's it's fantastic. Steamway Florida Ceiling, again, family owned for over 35 years. Nuggets, Kings, tonight. Nuggets are seven and a half point favorites tonight. Hmm? What do we got for the injury status here? Because, Angel, I looked this morning, and the the Kings didn't have anybody listed, but now we're hearing Fox might be out. Uh, yes, De'Aaron Fox is listed as questionable as of this morning. So we'll find out. Uh, the Nuggets have lost all three, of, th- all three of the games this year to the Kings. 102, uh, 123 to 117, game one, back in December. 135 to 106 in game two, back in 
on February 9th, and then shortly after that on Valentine's Day. No love for the Nuggets. They lost 102 to 98. Do they do they solve this riddle tonight, Angel? I think they do. Um, granted, the last two games were right for the All Star break, and you didn't have KCP and Jamal for I think both of those games. So I say they do. Um, it's always fun to watch the bonus and Jokic go at it because they're two really good of those Euro players we talk about. The Kings yeah. are a decent young team. They're a little behind of where I thought they'd be this year. Um, but yeah, I think the Nuggets keep rolling. I think they do too. Big dub coming up. Big night big for Joker. Stretch big, after this too. Another triple-double for Joker tonight? he go off? I don't think he's going to stop. He's only like 15 away from passing, from getting to third. So mm-hmm. I think there's a good chance he gets it this year. Uh, Flying Dutchman, what is this text here? I can't. It's not loading very fast on my computer in here, Angel. Brady seemed very leery of CSU being able to cover the large number last night. That helped me win money. Brady, you seem to feel the same way about the Nuggets tonight. Cover? Seven and a half? Without Fox? Yes. Probably. With Fox? I mean, the Nuggets are really coming into their own right now. And they are a better team than the Kings. So, cover seven and a half. I, it feels either way this game's going to be close for most of it, but the Nuggets can pull it out late in the fourth. See, and I, I Kind of like they did with Golden State. I'd look at more of a Aaron Gordon prop bet or Joker uh, points, uh, points, assists, rebounds plus thing. I'd look at something like that. I do like them to win. MPJ Seven and a half is interesting. Plus 20? Hmm? MPJ plus 20? Mm. Cool. I, I don't... He had I an off game the last yeah, one, so he's due for yeah, a big bounce he's probably due, but I, I wouldn't feel good about myself recommending that. Um, Eastside, well, I'll read some of these coming back. we got a break here. They had no answer for Fox in the last matchup. Getting KCP and Murray back should help, but won't break my heart if Fox doesn't play. Yeah, if Fox isn't playing... Go ahead. Go ahead, Flying Dutchman. Take that seven and a half. But if Fox is playing, just be careful. I like him to win. Just be careful. 32 minutes after the hour. Let's get the latest on the local sports flash. This is Cephalou Fow, former Colorado Buffaloes quarterback, and you're listening to the whole show on 1310 KSKA. Just 35 minutes after the hour. Big one tonight for the Colorado Buffaloes. They get set to take on Cal. Um, they, they're coming off a two-game winning streak. Mark Johnson was on with us last week. We talked about what it would take for the Buffs. And, well, so far, this, this, this will help. This will help. Beating USC, beating Utah. Mark Johnson, the voice of the Colorado Buffaloes. Um, Mark, this is a big game coming up tonight. Uh, every game now for Colorado is obviously huge the rest of the way. Oh, yeah. I saw Tan had a comment, I think, at the Boulder Daily Camera where he said uh, the margin for error is gone. You know, I mean, that, that's, that's where they are right now. You've got to continue to win. Uh, the net number's nice today at 32, so you're in a good position there. Uh, you're 18-9, and 9-7. Nine, nine you want to get into that final, that, that, the four, top four, if you will, in the Pac-12. Get that first-round bias. They've got a good opportunity there. Right now they're sitting in, in a tie for fourth place, and so... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's sitting right in front of them. You know, what you want, you know, we always say this in athletics, what you want is an opportunity. Well, the opportunity's sitting there. You win tonight against uh, Cal. You take care of Stanford on Sunday. Then you go on the road, and I think I told you last week, I thought they needed the minimum of a split 
uh, against the Oregon schools next week heading to Vegas. So, I mean, right now it's, uh, you know, I've been telling you for two weeks, and they've continued to win. And they're doing what they need to do at this point. So let's hope it continues tonight. Mark, last time um, we saw Colorado play California on the road, of course, they lost 82-78. Talk to us about kind of what, if, if you can bring us back to that game, what were some of the issues? They're obviously a close game. It was a battle. Oh, but a total collapse. I mean, Colorado was up at the half. I don't remember what it was, uh, 14 or 16 or something. Mm, yeah. uh, at the half of that game. And uh, was up by as many as 20 in the second half and then just had a total collapse. I'm glancing back at my book right now. I can tell you what they were. Yeah, they were up 14 at the half. And up by as many as 20 early in the second half. There, there were three 14s in that game that tell the story of it. Colorado gave, gave up 14 threes. They gave up 14 offensive rebounds and 14 second-chance points. There's your ball game. And Jalen uh, uh, Tyson went nuts in the second half. At 23 of his 40 and Cone, the point guard, uh, had three big three-pointers. And so they had a total defensive breakdown. I think last week in the show we talked about defensive inconsistency for the Buffaloes. Well, that, that's probably the worst-case uh, example of it all season long. So Cal's done a nice job. They brought in the two Texas Tech transfers, played them handsomely, by the way, uh, according to reports that I've been told. And uh, those guys are playing very good basketball for them right now. And so uh, this is a game Colorado can win tonight. Uh, they got to control uh, Tyson. I think they got to control uh, Cone in the backfield. Amac is a big guy inside. They brought in from Texas Tech, who's a double-double machine, uh, leads the country, I think, in that category. And so they're a quality basketball team. But Colorado's at home. The Buffs play much better at home. And uh, injuries are an issue now tonight. I'm not sure if, if either Cody Williams or uh, – uh, uh, Julian Hammond's going to play tonight. We'll have to wait and see, but uh, they've got to win this one at home. Yeah, that would be that would be tough if you're going without those guys. But I think I looked earlier this morning, Mark. Uh, the Buffs are favored by like eleven and a half or something. Yeah. And like you're talking about in that in that first game against Cal, um, you know, you, you did all the right things. You just collapsed. So assuming yeah. you don't do that again, you should be able to win. And uh, hey, it doesn't hurt to have a guy like KJ Simpson on your basketball oh, club, goodness. there, Mark. You know, twenty eight points. Wow. Just silly right now how well he's playing. I mean, it really is stunning. You know, he's one of the few guys in the country that's flirting with 50, 45, and 90. I mean, that from shooting numbers, field goal percentage, three-point field goal percentage, and and, uh, and free throw percentage. Think of this. The guy's six foot two, and he's one of the top ten rebounders in the Pac-12. I mean, he has been unbelievable. We're blessed here in the state of Colorado. But Between the point guard at, at uh, Isaiah Stevens up at uh, CSU and K.J. Simpson, two of the top point guards in America are playing right here in the Centennial State. And uh, I know I, I'll say the same thing to Rams fans. I've been saying to Bucs fans. You better be enjoying it right now because it's probably not going to last very long. Yeah. Enjoy these great players. They don't, yep. they don't, they don't grow in trees. I, but I, I, will, I say that. Tad Boyle seems to find those guys, though. If they do grow in trees, Tad knows where the trees are located. <laughs> He does seem to find. They've had very good back-to-back point guards. You think McKinley Wright and the KJ Simpson? Those are pretty two darn good point guards he's had here in the last uh, what six, seven years, and so it's it's been awesome. But yeah, you better enjoy this because because he is playing at an exceptionally high level. Um, I think if the Buffs can finish in the top four, I think Caleb Love at uh, Arizona and KJ Simpson are your two favorites for the Pac-12 Player of the Year. Now, you know the way that works out. A lot of times a team that finishes higher in the rankings, that guy gets that. But if the Buffs can make a bit of a run here, and uh, let's say they finish third and Arizona finishes second. I mean, Washington State's got a chance to maybe surpass them and and they'll be the number one seed in the tournament. And so if you're sitting right there, you can make a heck of an argument. Um, Caleb Love's a very good player, 
but but I don't believe he's as complete a player as what K.J. Simpson is. I think K.J. Simpson's having the best year in the Pac-12. Yeah, well, and, and like you said, if you can move up in the standings a bit, which is very realistic that the Buffs could get into that top three spot, maybe even yep. maybe yep. even up to second place. Um but obviously, you know this. But they got to go on a heck of a run, like we talked about. You know, you got to go, you got to take care of business against the teams that you're absolutely supposed to win. So this is uh, critical tonight for Colorado. Mark, what is the recipe? Is it still the same? Is it hey, win this game, beat Stanford, and you mentioned it split between Oregon and Oregon State? How many games essentially do you think they would need to win in the in the tournament? Or if they win out in the regular season, do they need how many? You know, do they just need to win one? Well, if they if they win out, if they're able to go up to Oregon and sweep the Oregon schools next week, which is a possibility, um, uh, I, I think then they are they are securely probably in uh, the you know the, the tournament going to uh, Las Vegas for the Pac-12 conference tournament, and then if you win a game, it's just gravy on top of that. So that would be my guess there. And again, we're, we're totally speculating right now. If they if they get a split next week, if they run the table at home, they beat Cal and Stanford, and then get a split at Oregon. You know, it's not going to hurt if you go there and win a couple of ball games, maybe get yourself uh, to the title game or something, which is certainly capable. This Pac-12 conference tournament is going to be insane. There are six, seven, eight teams I think that have a legitimate chance when we get there to go on a run and win that darn thing. And so I think that. That uh, four days in Las Vegas is going to be outstanding. If you're a college basketball fan, uh, you know, get your popcorn, sit back, and watch that thing because it's going to be a lot of fun. Because I, I do think this conference is wide open right now. I'm just really hoping, Mark, we can we can see the Buffs end up getting in. Um, obviously, with with uh, north of you, the Colorado State Rams lost yep. last night. They they've got they got work to do. And Boy, and you that know. Was a- Oh, just awful. Just terrible. Mark, this is why I say, hey, if you're going to bet on sports, okay. Do not bet on March Madness because what we saw last night, that's just going to happen all the time. That's going to happen on a nightly basis. And if you think you know everything, you find out quickly you know nothing. (laughs) And we're already seeing it now, which is insanity. Um, But then, you know, here in Greeley, Mark, I'm I'm looking at the UNC Bears. They might have a chance. There's a realistic chance that we could see – I think it's a really strong possibility. We could see three of these teams, specifically we cover on this show, go dancing this year. Wouldn't that be a lot of fun here in the Centennial State to see that happen? You know, we've always kind of thought about it because of the Broncos. I always thought of Colorado as being a football state. But right now you've got two very good basketball teams in Fort Collins and, and Boulder with the, you know, the Buffs and the Rams. And uh, I like to see what the, the you know UNC's been doing, and the Bears have been having a real nice campaign. So, yeah, why not? Let's have all three of them in, man. Really have some fun and give us something to cheer about around here. All right, Mark, before I let you go, you know I have to ask you this question. You know, sure. it's the topic around college this week. I have to ask. Court storming. Uh, Where storming. are you on this, Mark? Good Lord. You know what? I don't care. <laughs> I just, you know, it, it's kind of funny. I was on a show the other day, and, and I listen, I saw the whole Duke thing, and, and you know, listen, do I do I like – the students just pouring out of the floor. No, I've been crushed in the middle of that. A few years ago, when Askia Booker hit that three-pointer, we got knocked off the air. I mean, literally, students were laying on top of. Wow. Me. Do I do I like that? No, uh, I don't. Also, if you're a player, you know it's coming. Get yourself prepared. Get out of the way. Get off. Um, if you saw the Duke player, I mean, he was on a Sunday stroll across the court. <laughs> they came running on. So, listen, there was responsibility all around here. Do I like it? No. Do I think, I mean, it's it's amazing what we do in the world. I saw Jay Billis the other day. He was on ESPN. It was the topic du jour. And I'm like, okay, come on, really? 
let's talk about the games. But you know, it happens, and I And we had uh, didn't Kaylin Clark? Did, uh, Kaylin yeah, Kaylin did. up a little bit earlier this. Yeah, and she might have. She might have flopped. I think she flopped. Too. They should have called a foul on her. That was like a that was like a soccer flop they saw right there. And so, um, you know, to me, it's you know. I, like I said, I'm not a big fan. I know that every time it happens, it costs the administration money. I know that. I think in football, I want to say, I might be wrong on this, but I think it's $150,000 for the institution. Wow. Depending, depending upon the conference. Every time they storm the field, it's a $150,000 fine, I think, for the institution. So the, the institutions don't like it. Uh, it's done way too frequently, by the way. I mean, there, there are times when you see court storms, you're like, Really? You're storming after that win? I get it. You beat number one. You do one of those kind of things. But, you know, we've just gotten to the point like everything else in life where we just, we just do it because. What are we going to do? Maybe we'll get on social media or something, or I carry my phone with me and try and get videos so I get it on social media. I think that's the motivation about 80% of the court storming we see now. Well, and, and really the tough part about regulating it is if you can keep, you can find programs until you're blue in the face, but the yeah. students typically don't care. I mean, yes, yeah, yeah. some of them might be diehard fans, but yeah. let's face it, there's a lot of students that go to games that are just like, man, it's the thing to do, and I'm a student, and it's free, and it's cool. Exactly right. Yeah, they don't even know who they're playing for good. All right, Mark, last one, most important, of course. I know we've already had this discussion, the Buffaloes over a bear, because the UNC Bears earlier, but can a, who's winning in a fight, a Buffalo or a Golden Bear? Uh, I'm taking a Buffalo. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. If you've seen that mascot they've got at Cal, it's the raggediest-looking thing you've ever seen. So, yeah, Buffalo over a Golden Bear, without question. Uh, Buffs win tonight, in my book. Uh, how many how many games are we going to have until I have you on next time, Mark? Uh, let's see. Uh, we've got two games until next time, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you next Wednesday, so just Cal and Stanford. Yeah. Okay, so who's winning a fight, a Buffalo or a Cardinal? You know, what's how's, how does that even work? It's a tree. <laughs> yeah, this is so much, well, what wins? Can, can the Buffalo take it down? Yes. Okay. Oh, Thousand-pound buffalo? You kidding me? Go up there and scratch up against it and and push the tree over you. And you know, and, and in terms of cardinal, that's just a color. So I'm not even sure what to think about that. For goodness' sake, <laughs> that's the hardest one to do. Like yeah, that's a very difficult one. And have you ever seen that goofy tree they've got? I mean, that thing is just it's like a like a bad cartoon character. Like somebody, somebody's on psychedelic drugs and they came up with, well, okay, it's, it's Palo Alto, so I'm sure they were when they came up with that character. Uh, and then, um, well, this one, uh, not just a duck, it's the ducks. So you've got a lot of ducks, man. And you've seen, you're you're a nature guy, well, no, Mark. You've no, seen well, some well, aggressive well, ducks. Well, okay, if that's the case, it's, it's a herd of buffaloes then. So, oh, well, okay. You know, if you're going to go in that that's, regard. That's probably fair. Okay. said it had to be one buffalo against one duck. That's it's, true. It's a, All right. It's a gaggle of no. It's a gaggle of geese. It's a flock of ducks, right? Whatever. I, you're the, you should know all these things. You go out and you kill all these things, Mark. We know that. Listen, uh, I, I shoot them. I don't have to know what they're called. <laughs> all right. So, uh, and then the final game of the regular season. Let's just do it while we're here, Mark. We got to get this. The people want to know. Um, yeah. Now, and we've beaver. A beaver can be pretty aggressive too. You know, they, oh, they got to like, work hard. But it's it's not coming out of the, the water. So. You know. <laughs> Uh, but the buffs is going to trample everything. And you said a herd of buffalo through a river. I got a feeling that the uh, the beaver dam would, would be beaten up pretty good, and probably. Well, that's the only way the beaver would stand a chance. They got to lure. They got to get the buffalo to follow them into the river, and then maybe they've chopped up enough little traps that they can set. That's the only chance. It's not like they're going to go and you know like like you know chew their legs. For, they're not going to do bad. <laughs> Buffalo's going to win. Mark, we ha- the information that I don't think anybody realized they needed today. They got it though, so we thank you for that. 
All right, Brian, we'll talk to you next week. Mark Johnson, the voice of the Colorado Buffaloes. Well, I knew that was going to be tough. Car- Stanford Cardinal, like, how, how, does, how do they even fight? You know, are you fighting the color? Or are you fighting the tree? What if it is a strong tree, though, and the buffalo, like, knocks himself out trying to take it out? You ever gotten a splinter? Yeah. The tree might have a better chance than the duck and the beaver. To be honest, here. All right, 12.49 time. Let's take a quick break. It's the whole show powered by Chevron. We'll read some of your texts on the other side. Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 at 1310 KFKA. season is over. It's all over. But college basketball is heating up. Here are UNC Bears hoops and Westwood One's coverage of college basketball and Northern Colorado's voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. This is Harrison Wynn with DNVR Nuggets. You're listening to The Whole Show on 1310 KSKA. Eastside Chris says... Brady, you would make a great psychologist. Thank you. Russ's behavior has swayed previous naysayers. Dixon has drunk the Kool-Aid. Uh, I think he has. He has. There's no doubt. He is drinking the Kool-Aid. The Russ Kool-Aid. Russ is putting it out there to the world. Hey, poor me. They were bad to me. The NFL told him, no, don't do that to me. I'm Russell Wilson. And now people feel really bad for Russ. They're forgetting all the other stuff that he did. You feel you uh, feel kind of bad for it's him. Hackett stuff. You kind of feel bad for him. It's working on I you. Feel as bad as getting a splinter and going. Ouch! That's hurt. <laughs> it's still kind of working, you know. You pull that out. Okay, that's over with. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Stay away from the. Do you the think that players should be concerned about the Broncos going forward? About signing with them as a free agent? I think there's uncertainty in the front office and how, you know, what's where is this organization going? Whether it's Russ, well, whether it's not. Okay, we get the quarterback thing figured out. What's the next thing? What did Sean Payton get as his, on his grade? Did he get a? Did a you minus. see it? He got an A minus yes. from the players. Then there's no problem. That was good for like 17th. But an A minus grading scale is very, very strict. But it's a, but it means still he got an A minus. That's an A. That that's that I take that as an A. Yeah, technically, it is. Don't need an A plus you know, if I got an A minus. Still an A. So. Um. Dixon said, I never said one thing one way or the other other than he is playing it right. So do we have the villains going at each other now? Yeah. Dutchman and Dixon? Yeah, because Dutchman wants him gone. Dixon, well, why does Dixon care? He's he got Patrick Mahomes. Well, now, yeah, he wants Russ to stay. Um, no, you did. You did say that. You, you said, did say that the Broncos are going to come out of this looking shady and that Russ is coming out of this looking right. So... I think either way, He's, the Broncos are still getting a weird side eye. I like, I don't disagree, over there? but I think Russ deserves a bit a more of a side eye. I, I I just do everything that he's done. It's not like he's a bad guy. It's not like he's doing anything bad. But is he the best teammate? Is he a, is he a good leader? Is that what you want for your quarterback to be the best teammate and a good leader? Is he those things? I think over the last year and a half or last two years, we kind of learned that maybe he's not. He doesn't have cell phones of his teammates. He doesn't have he he, he get it, he wants an office to be away from everybody. Now again, I know that was last year, 
But it did take Sean Payton to put that away to make the situation better, somewhat better. Well, with the NFL shifting a little bit more towards player-friendly coaches, is Sean Payton not one of those guys? He's more the traditional, yeah, as I say. I think he's more of the traditional. I don't. He's a good coach. Yes, he but he's still in that older style of coaching. I don't see him joking around with anybody. I don't see him being like Andy Reid. Reid has that nice balance where he can get after people if he needs to, but he's a pretty lovable guy. Yeah, I mean, you can go run him over on the sidelines and face no punishment. According to Tanner, you can basically kill him on the sidelines. Tanner, I mean, he, if the fifteen cheeseburgers hasn't killed him yet. Travis Kelsey's not going to do anything. Tanner basically described it as Kelsey went out of the stadium, got in his pickup, and tried to run Andy Reid down. Saw an elderly man yes. crossing the road with a walker. <laughs> and, and he ran just him ran him over. <laughs> I mean, the way Tanner described it, it was Andy Reid was on the ground, and Travis Kelsey's just punching and kicking and taking him out, man. Like, it was a brutal affair. It was like a UFC fight or something, according to Tanner, on that one. Um, Dixon says, I'm just saying he's not the bad guy. And the Broncos handled this whole thing like a bunch of rookies. Russ is not the bad guy. Kind of is the bad guy. But they're they're both the bad guys. Well, they are. are. Sean was new to the team. You know, he's rusty. He was at Fox for a year. He he doesn't remember. I, forgive me, I don't, I'm an old man. I don't, I don't know the rules. Hey, just because he did a hit of something <laughs> doesn't mean he just lost his memory. <laughs> All right, uh, buy or sell coming up next. Also, Cody Tucker with uh, 7220 Sports. We'll be right back.